You're listening to Cleveland First Baptist Church's weekly sermon audio from lead pastor Rick Dill. For more information, please visit clevelandfirstbaptistchurch.com. My mic on. Whew, man, I don't know about y'all, but that song really cranks my tractor. Whew, man, that gets me hot this morning. Hey, man. Man, I tell you, last night I went to a scene with Alex and his group, and and I, and that's where I got that phrase from. I got that phrase. It really cranks my tractor, because it does, man. And I tell you, one of the biggest blessings I got out of last night was the song that they sung, and it was, uh, and it was, it was. He did not throw the clay away. And man, I'm thankful this morning that that when I was broken in my sin, the Lord didn't throw me away. Amen. I didn't know I was going to get emotional this close into the sermon, but, oh man, praise the Lord this morning. Well, how, how is everybody this morning? Hey, well, this morning we're going to be out of, out of Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14, and then 17 through 20. So this morning, I want y'all uh, to picture two gates this morning. One gate is straight, and one gate is wide, okay? And both of these gates lead to very, very different roads, Often these roads are, are very opposites of each other. One you could see as highways in downtown Birmingham, and others you could see as Five Points and, and the dirt part of Five Points and Cold Branch Road. These two roads have also have two very different crowds. One is, heaven, is heavily traveled, and one is rarely traveled. And lastly, this is one of the most, this is probably the most important part, is that they both have very two different destinations. So before we can look at the roads, actually, you know, I'm going to read the verses real quick. Excuse me. In verse 13, it says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. And then verse 17, it says, Even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hind down and cast into the fire. Wherefore be their fruits, ye shall know them by the fruits. So this morning I want to, I just want to uh, compare the two gates. And here Christ obviously first commands us that we should enter at the straight gate. I believe this is a warning for us, and I will go into that uh, later in the sermon. But he, he has two gates here, and he says one is the wide gate and one is the straight gate. So first, I'm going to uh, uh, tell you all about the broad gate. Well, first of all, he shows the option of the wide gate. And so the wide gate is the gate that leads to the broad way. So one of y'all may ask, how do I enter into the wide gate? Well, after you hear this sermon, I pray that you are not on this road, but there's some good news. I tell you that. So if to enter in the wide gate, to enter in both of these gates, it requires a decision on your part, a decision to choose whether you want to enter in the wide gate and walk the broad way or go into the straight gate and enter the narrow way. So to enter the, the, the uh, wide gate is, is a decision to reject the free gift of salvation that the Lord has offered us. See, this is a decision that is made to not to submit to the lordship 
of Jesus Christ. And then you are the Lord of your life on this gate. And so a good example of this that came to my mind is, is my body, my choice, uh, argument for abortion. But I'm going to flip to 1 Corinthians in chapter 6 and verses 19 to 20. It says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit. So this morning, if you're born again, you are not your own body. You are filled with the Holy Ghost. You are a temple of the Holy Ghost. And you were bought with a price. You were bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary for you and me this morning. The praise the Lord for that. I'm so thankful this morning that I know Jesus Christ this morning. I pray that y'all are too. And so Paul states that we are not our own. We are bought with a price and that we should glorify God with our bodies. And so that is the wide gate. So this morning I want to talk to y'all about, about the straight gate. So Christ commands us to enter at the straight gate. So what is the straight gate? Well, the gate is Jesus Christ Himself. I'm going to flip to John 10. And John, Wesley brought this up with the youth. We went through all the I am statements. But in John 10, verses 9 and 10, he says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they have it, they might have it more abundantly. So Jesus Christ Himself, Himself is the door. And He, and if anybody comes through Him, comes through the gate, He will be saved. Christ said that He comes to save us, that we may have life in it more abundantly in eternity. So to enter into the straight gate, we must accept Christ as our Savior and repent and change and submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And so we can look at the Beatitudes here. And we, let me flip to the Beatitudes real quick, brother and sisters this morning. Should have had this uh, picked out before I did this. Good morning. Let me find it. Yeah, here we go. The first two, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. So first of all, blessed are the poor in spirit. We must understand our need for salvation. Secondly, blessed are those who mourn. So we must be sorry of the sin that we have committed and come to the realization that we have offended a righteous God. But out of His love, He sent Christ to save us. So after you enter into the gates, you will come along a way. So Christ here in chapter 7, He teaches on two ways. He says, the broad way and the narrow way. So let's look at the broad way real quick. So if you're on this road, you have decided to reject the good news of the gospel. Well, first of all, let's look about on the broad way. You're obviously actively living in this way. So what does your life look like? We're going to flip to Galatians 5, 19 through 21. It says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lavishness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, revealings, and such like of which I tell you before also, as I have also told you in the time past, and they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So this morning, Paul describes in those verses the fruits of the flesh. 
And I read those fruits to you. So this is what it looks like in the life of an unbeliever. But this could also be in the case, and I'm not talking just about uh, people who are, who are not in church, who are not living right, but there could be people in the church today, right now in this service, that are living this same exact life. This could be the case of just a, merely a religious person who comes to church just to ease their conscience a little bit. So, and remember earlier when I compared uh, this to the highways in Birmingham, this is, this is a great example, right? The road is smooth in Birmingham, right? They just made it. So you do as you want to. The road is broad. It is wide. So if you look today, there's a vast uh, amount of lifestyles you can live on this road. Uh, while on this road, you can either be aware of your sin and not care, or you could just not know what you're doing is wrong. Uh, you have no remorse over your sin. Once again, you are Lord. And the thing that, that gets me is, is this road is very, very attractive to our flesh. It appeals to the lusts of our flesh, but the life of sin fills you for only a little while, then it leaves you empty. I tell you tonight, when I was in my sin, see, I didn't get saved until I was 16 years old. I was in my sin all the way up to there. And that never filled me like the Holy Ghost has filled me today. I can tell you that. So, now we're going to look at the narrow way. So, if you have decided to choose the narrow way, you have placed your faith in Christ and He has transformed you into a new creation. So you're not the old man. You're not new and improved. You're not improved, but you're brand new. You are brand new. So earlier, I compared this to the dirt part of Five Points and Cold Branch Road. Who's all been on that road before? It's not a fun road to be on, is it? It's not. It's not a good road. Well, I don't really have to explain the road to y'all. Well, but first of all, it's dirt, it's very rough terrain with a lot of potholes, and it is very, very narrow with no room to move either way. So now along the narrow way, it is hard. I know people who have been here have been saved a long time, and I bet y'all can testify that it is not easy being a Christian. It's not easy being a Christian. You're in the minority most of the time, well, all the time, actually, but it requires you to do things that are contrary to your flesh. It requires you to resist temptations. Uh, it requires you to live a life that glorifies God. And the sole purpose of this road is to glorify the Lord with every single thing you do. I was listening to a pastor one time and he said, when was the last time you drank a cup of water to the glory of God? Just think about that. With everything we do, we glorify God. So it is straight and we move when the Lord tells us to move. And this shows us that we should follow Christ in active living rather than just being simply religious. So the third section is the crowds. These two, uh, these two roads have two very different crowds. Many are on the Broadway and few are on the narrow. Why is this? Earlier and throughout the sermon, I've compared this to Birmingham highways a lot today. Thank you, Brother Rick, for giving me that idea when we met the other day. But, but look at Birmingham at rush hour. This is a smaller scale of how many people are on the Broadway. The, the Broadway is, is packed according to Scripture. Me and Brother Rick talked about if we, were, if, if we were to go around house to house, just in Blount County, or maybe even into Cleveland, 
how many would say they're Christians? Probably all of them. There were maybe some that say, no, I'm not. But I was listening to uh, another sermon by Paul Washer, and he says whenever he was first saved, he went around the whole town asking if people were Christians. And all of them were Christians, but yet the church was not full on Sundays. The broad way is filled with people. So now, the narrow way crowd. This is obviously the minority. When people look at this road, they often do not want to travel it because it is hard and it does not line up with the way that they want to live their lives. But the narrow way is the safe way. It is better to live a life committed to Christ than to live in sin because of this next section that I'm about to explain. And the last part is the destination, where you go. Whether or not you believe it or not, which I pray that y'all do, that there is a life after this. There is a heaven and there is a hell. And there is a place where your soul will go after you pass away. But me and Brother Rick were talking. And we said it doesn't matter. There's this quote that says it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. Well, this statement is a bunch of baloney. It does matter how you get there. It does matter how you live your life. It does matter what Christ wants you to do. But you can be mistaken to believe that you're on the narrow way, but you're actually on the broad way. So to Christ, how you live your life matters. So, first, the Broadway destination. So where does this Broadway lead? This first leads to destruction. This path of life, no repentance of sin, no salvation, you ultimately leads to hell. What is hell? Hell is the eternal separation from God and the things of God. This road leads to eternal suffering of your soul. There is no hope of God in hell. You may have a good time on earth, but you will ultimately forfeit your soul for temporary pleasures. In the narrow way destination, where does the narrow way lead? Well, this road leads to life eternal. Life everlasting with the Lord. Those who live life on the narrow way will spend life forever in the presence of God. This prize, there is a prize awaiting for those who run the race and those who repent and are born again. So as I close, we got to look and see, well, how do you know which road you're on? First, just look at your life. In verse 17, it says, Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is honed down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. Are you bearing good fruit? Are you bearing the fruit of the Spirit? Or are you bearing the fruits of the flesh? Are you living a life full of sin? Or are you living a life in which you are forsaking sin and being sanctified? Christ only mentions these two ways. There is no middle ground. Which one are you on today? Well, if today, if you're here today, and you know that you're not on the narrow way, come to Christ. He says, enter ye at the straight gate. God made a way that we can be in relationship to Him. Christ came to earth. He lived the perfect life without sin. 
He knew what the purpose of him being on earth was, and that was to go to Calvary, where his blood was shed for sinners like me and you. He was killed on the cross, bearing the sin of the world. He did not stay in that grave, amen, but he rose again. He is now alive, and he is coming back soon. Come to Christ and enter the narrow gate. I'm going to close this in a word of prayer as the praise team comes back up. Father, we thank you for this day, Lord, and I'm just so thankful for you and what you've done in my life, Father. I'm thankful for just uh, you saving my soul. Father, I thank you for allowing me to be up here today. Father, I just thank you for this church and what it means to me. Father, Lord, I thank you for allowing us to just to be alive today, Father. And I just ask, Lord, if anybody here uh, does not know you, Father, Lord, or, or is, uh, is swayed from the path, Father, I pray that you bring them back. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for your gift of eternal salvation, Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, and I just pray that you keep us safe for the rest of the day. And I ask this in your name. Amen.